You're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape, the podcast that helps you get in shape and stay in shape. Hi, I'm Kira Langolf. As a professional fitness trainer, it's my job to get my clients in their best shape possible as fast as possible. Losing weight and getting in shape can be not only confusing, but frustrating. I'll be your guide so that you know what works and what's a waste of time. This is podcast episode number 241. In this episode, how to deal with negativity when it's in your own brain, more ways to eliminate carb cravings, and training fact versus fiction, plus a whole lot of updates about everything else. Well, I know we have a lot to cover in this episode, but I also want to get you caught up on what's going on with some of the websites. Quick Fit Club is back up and running, and if you had a trial membership before, you probably just need to renew it there's still going to be uh, at least a 30-day trial membership so that you can figure out the workouts for the next month and give me some feedback and we can kind of test some of the systems. And then hopefully in a month or two, you know, we'll get everything going 100%. Um, But if if you know anything about me, everything kind of gets delayed. So, you know, you'll be able to enjoy some of the workouts for quite a while at no cost to you, um, especially if you give me some feedback, because that's what I'm really looking for. Um, make sure we can streamline it and make it you know, easy and quick so that your workouts get done, they're effective, they work, and you're not spending all your time worrying about what you should be doing you know, for, in the gym or for you know, cardio, for that matter. It's all going to be kind of incorporated together. Now, if for some reason you enter, uh, end up with some issues at the Quick Fit Club, then email me, kira at fitnessmakeover.com or kira at quickfitclub.com. I check them all. So just, you know, let me know what your concerns are or suggestions. I'm always open to suggestions. Um, Now, also, the Fitness Makeover site has had a whole revamp as well. Um, I'm starting to kind of fill up with time. So uh, I do have the custom programs and the power makeovers, or actually they're called Quick Start uh, Makeovers, now and um, those are still available for a while until I'm completely booked but um, so far so good I've been able to squeeze everybody in Um, I also have on the YouTube channel get fit TV there's going to be quick fit tips there's already a few up there now Um, and these are are things that are about two to five minute uh, clips that give you some direct information that you can kind of take and use that very day and hopefully help you stay on track and motivated and now along with that something that I've been working on for a long time is the strong and powerful site and I think I talked about that last podcast but the actual website itself is up it's not a hundred percent but you know the the basics are there and what we want to accomplish is you know pretty much just help people become stronger and have more self-confidence and more self-esteem and really understand that you know things that are going on around you aren't always because of you and not to let all those little things get you down that tend to well just kind of take us into the deep dumps sometimes and you know sometimes we just don't realize that hey it's not us (laughs) you know everybody else has their own issues and certainly we have ours but you know strong and powerful is something that's hopefully going to help a lot of people find themselves the strength to do the things that they want to do and to not worry about those things that they really shouldn't be 
worrying about. So you can check that out at strongandpowerful.com. And of course, there is a YouTube channel going along with that. And that is Strong and Powerful Now. Um, basically, you can find the links all over the different sites. But um, hopefully, they're both the Quick Fit Tips and the Strong and Powerful is going to give you some great information and motivation to you know, get you where you need to be. Now, before I get into the training part of this episode, I kind of wanted to let you know what the whole Quick Fit Club concept is. Now, a lot of the structure is based on your recommendations. Um, I did some surveys and, you know, asked some questions. And basically, uh, what I found is that a lot of you like to have maybe two workouts to do for two weeks and then switch them rather than having four of the same workouts for the whole month. So basically, for this month, we have two different workouts. You, you will do them twice one week and twice the next week. And then there will be two new workouts for you to do for the second half of July. And um, I've been working on those and they're really <laughs> kind of fun. They're also a little bit challenging. Well, a whole lot of bit challenging, especially if you have balance issues. But that's the whole point is to help us overcome some of these things and get stronger in these things. So um, be on the lookout for those right now. You're only going to find the two workouts for the first two weeks of this month. I don't want you to skip ahead. That's why I haven't posted the ones that are for the second two weeks of this month. So I'm doing my best to keep them short but intense so that you don't have to spend much time. I'm also trying to segment them so that if you only have a little bit of time, you can get some good quality workouts done. So for example, if you want to just hit the main core of the workout, you can select that. If it's an off day and you want to just do some stretching, maybe some abdominals, you can click on that and just do that section. So there's definitely going to be different ways to incorporate the program, but ultimately working out four days a week intensely, or I should say more challenging of yourself, is all you really need. So that is the goal. Get the good workouts in and go on with the rest of your life. One thing that I'm really excited about is starting the weekly chats and also having the question and answer area. So when you go to quickfitclub.com, you'll see those once you're signed in and you can click on them. If I'm on the site, I'll show up on there as being in the check-in and chat section, but we will have regularly scheduled uh, times for that particular section that will be live. And then the question and answer is an area where you can drop a question. I might answer it. Well, I probably will eventually, but um, other people might get to it before me too. I mean, so it's always great to have different opinions from different people. Some people have had different experiences than I have with certain situations. So, you know, it's always great to pull from a community of like-minded people. And that's where you would find that in the question and answer section. So make sure you go in there. Um, I know that it is set up right now to take paid memberships and trial memberships, but I don't expect you to do the paid ones. Click on the trial membership because that's kind of where we're still feeling things out right now. So, um, so definitely make the, make the free choice first. I mean, I don't think I should have to tell you that, but you know, um, that would be my suggestion right now. Uh, anyways, so going forward, um, I've got a whole bunch of other things still planned for that. I've been making use of some of the extra time I have this summer and really trying to put forth a whole lot of different things for you guys. And we'll see what's going to come up. And as always, I want to hear from you and find out, you know, what your biggest challenges are and issues and things that you want to know about. 
One more thing, if you know me, you know I'm really anal about the audio and how it's not as crisp as it used to be, but um, I'm finding out that basically the fact that I've not got my house finished in some of the areas that we are filming in, especially for the quick fit tips, are not quite um, acoustically appropriate. Um, basically, I still haven't done a whole lot with the house because it's only one person. Um, anyway, so there's some echoes and things like that, but hopefully you'll forgive that and listen to the content. Um, and if you want to see, I'm going to be updating that site uh, for the house work that I've been doing, and that's fitnessmakeover.com forward slash house. Um, yep, it's a one-woman show, and so there's only so much I can do with only so much time, but I certainly have been learning quite a lot uh, about what I can do and um, how to do things, and uh, definitely an eye-opening experience. And also a project that's probably not going to be done anytime real soon. Um, but I think as anybody that has a home, they know that there's always something that must be done. It's kind of like our bodies. You know, we can get to a point where we're happy with it, but there's always things that we want to make a little better or a little different or a little prettier. So, you know, the houses just like our bodies are things that are a perpetual work in motion. Now in training, we're going to talk about more of those facts versus fiction, um, things that are out there that are either myths or half-truths or whatever that just really throws off um, your confidence in some of the exercises you might be doing and also causes confusion in what you should be doing. So let's start with the first one, and that is the fact that squats are an excellent exercise and everyone should be doing them. And I am definitely a big proponent of squats. Now, I, I realize that not everyone can do the same depth, um, and that's okay. Because a squat is basically the same thing as sitting in a chair or sitting down on the toilet. I mean, you want to be able to do those things that are very important. Do you need to squat rock bottom all the time? No. And would it be great if you could? Yes. But... Everyone has their own history, and some people have limitations, but it boils down to the fact that if you can sit in a chair, you can do a squat, and they are actually very, very good for you. Um, old school kind of thought was that they were bad on the knees or bad on the back, and like everything else, an exercise is only as good as the person executing it. Basically, that means that if you have bad form, you're going to get bad results, and if you have good form, you're going to get good results. Now, one of the things about squats that make them so great is that they actually work your whole body. Um, as we know, the legs, obviously, but of course your, your back and your balance. Um, also, of course, your core and your bone density. And so they're great for a lot of things just for basic health. But if you or your kids might be involved in any sort of athletics, squats are essential for running, for moving side to side, for uh, vertical jumps, um, pretty much anything involved in athletic performance starts with the base of a squat. Now, the fiction comes back to when people would say that squats are dangerous and they're going to hurt your knees and they're going to hurt your spine. And again, that is totally old school. Um, we know so much more now, and yet a lot of these fiction or lies or myths still are out there. And there are still people that hold true to this. And I run into this almost every day. It's, it's really striking to me that in this day and age, a lot of these things are still out there. Um, squats are not dangerous if you do them correctly. And as a matter of fact, they are very powerful if you 
do them correctly. As a matter of fact, squats are actually, besides just the whole sitting and sitting on a toilet kind of thing, these are actually a very natural motion that our ancestors did on a regular basis. And, you know, when people evolved, they had to squat to sit. They squatted to wait to, you know, kill their buffalo or whatever their food was going to be for that day or for that week. Um, they had to squat to lift heavy things. I mean, they kind of knew that naturally. They didn't have somebody yelling at them to bend at the knees and wear a belt to support their back. They knew that they had to get down low to create more power. And that's where the squat comes into play because naturally your legs being the larger muscle group, you're going to have more power if you know how to use them. The other thing is the deeper you go in a squat and keeping your heels down, which is like the number one rule, you're going to use your glutes, which are your largest muscle and your most strong and powerful muscle, and it's made for explosive movement. So you've got a lot of strength there if you can use it. Now, not everybody is flexible enough to get very deep, but everybody is at least flexible enough to sit in a chair and stand up and focus on pressing the heels through the floor, and that's how you activate those glutes. Now, again, the lower you go keeping the heels down, the more you're going to feel the glutes, but everything is going to come in time or you just do what you can and you do it properly. Now, there's been plenty of studies that show that squats are, can strengthen not only the thighs, but the hips and the balance and can actually prevent knee pain and knee dysfunction. So, you know, depending on your fitness history and your training level, you may need to start with, you know, a shallow squat or not going very deeply um, or do a split squat, which other people call a lunge. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do them, but you know what? You do want to go as deep as you can. And the other thing is if you're not sure about it, get with a trainer one-on-one -on -one and talk to them about your concerns and what you think your limitations are, maybe what your history has been in the past. Maybe you did squats before and you know you weren't doing them right, but you didn't know that and they gave you some injury that you blame on squats, but isn't really due to that. And in this day and age, I'll be honest, I do a lot of things through FaceTime and through Skype where I can actually see people. I can have them do the exercise in front of me and I can tell them exactly what they need to do to fix it. And a lot of times it's just very subtle things that you can't see because you don't know what to look for or maybe you don't have that mirror in front of you all the time. Um, or maybe you just don't have the trained eye that goes right for, you know, seeing what the hips are doing or seeing what the knees are doing. So that's always where another person can give you a good point of view. So, you know, investing in a trainer to give you some tips or at least check your form is certainly a long-term investment because, you know, when you're doing something right, you can retain that for the rest of your life. Now, this next fact versus fiction is really interesting. Um, fact would be sitting all day is extremely bad for you. I think we kind of know that just sitting around doing nothing is not a good way to go. And of course, research definitely shows that people who sit for more than six hours have a greater risk of disease. And that can be anything from kidney disease, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, a whole lot of things that can lead to premature death. I mean, we definitely know that being inactive is dangerous. Now, 
The fiction comes when people think that you can counter all of the ills of sitting all day by working out regularly. And unfortunately, that's not exactly the case. Now, what happens to your body when you're sitting for even as little as 20 minutes, your blood sugar levels and your insulin get completely out of whack. And if you actually stay sedentary even a little bit longer than that, you're going to have different factors that actually influence your protein th synthesis and the clearance of waste from cells. And that is detrimental, of course, to your health and to your body regenerating and growing and doing what it's supposed to do. So that's why it's really important, even after just 20 minutes of sitting, that you get up, you walk around, or maybe you stand up and you, you stretch, um, you move your body, you just get yourself going. I mean, not only will it help your body, but it's certainly going to help your brain in whatever you're doing, because sometimes we get too focused on something, and that little break kind of makes you see it clearly when you come back to it. So try to keep that in mind, that if you can take a break every 20 minutes, stand up, move around, get that blood flowing, and you're going to give yourself a whole lot of benefits. Now in nutrition, we're going to talk again about how to eliminate carb cravings because a lot of people seem to have an issue with it. Um, a lot of it boils down to not eating regularly and not having enough protein. Um, protein definitely will help suppress some of those cravings. But it also goes beyond just what you put in your body. It's what you do with your body. And one of the biggest things that can cause you to crave carbs is not getting the right amount of sleep. And lack of sleep actually increases your desire for having carbs and therefore boosting your overall caloric intake, which can make you gain weight and unfortunately body fat. Now, when you're tired or overtired, it also reduces your willpower and it actually breaks down some of those defenses that you normally have in place for carb cravings. So you definitely wanna make sure you're getting to bed at almost the same time each day and getting enough sleep. Now, what studies have actually shown in regards to sleep and food is that people actually feel hungrier or more hungry um, and make poor food choices when they're tired. And that can be as much as an extra 300 calories a day, which as you know, can add up very quickly. Now, the other thing is when you're sleep deprived, your insulin sensitivity and your glucose tolerance actually drop dramatically. And when it does that, your body shifts into that fat storage mode and it might even stay in that fat storage mode. So it's yet another reason to get a good night's sleep. Now for most people, anywhere between six and eight hours would be considered adequate sleep, but some people need more than that. Most people don't need less than that. So don't fool yourself thinking that you can actually function on four hours a day. That's not going to be good for you or your body. And if you're having trouble losing weight, take a look at that and be realistic and see what type of sleep you're getting and if it's adequate and if it's quality sleep too. Now, something else that helps with your cravings is when you realize that, you know what, willpower is not everything. Sometimes you have to kind of face up to what you really are eating. And that's where a food journal makes great sense because you can sit there and look at it and say, okay, I really did eat this. And maybe you ate that because you 
skipped lunch or you didn't have enough for lunch or you had no protein at lunch. And you can start to see these patterns when they're written down on paper. And it's even different when you're keeping um, your log through the phone or whatever app you might have versus seeing it either printed out or written out. There's something about the repetitiveness of paper that gives you a more clear view of what's going on. So, you know, don't beat yourself up about it. Just take a look and write down and see what patterns you might find that you can fix or you can change. And these are the little things that you probably don't realize until you actually are forced to write down. And again, that's why writing is one of the most important things for learning. You know, that's the way a lot of people will reinforce things. And again, it's the only way that you could analyze what's going on. And that's probably why you've heard me and a million other people say that, you know, if you want to get in control of your body and your diet and your weight loss, write it down, keep a journal, keep a diary, write it down. You've heard it before, but have you actually done it? Now in motivation, we've all dealt with negativity at some point or another, but what do you do when that negativity comes from your own brain where, you know, your negative comments or your put downs are coming from yourself? And unfortunately, a lot of people do that. Um, they, I don't know if they perpetuate what they've heard or if they just don't think they're good enough or maybe it's just they are perfectionists. But um, this is another one of those reasons why the strongandpowerful.com website is so important to me because you know what? We beat ourselves up too much and I know I've been a victim of it and I know a lot of other people are too. And when you stop, set back and realize that you know what? What I've done is great. It's really good. And you know what? It's fabulous. It's not negative. Don't put it down. Don't say I could have done better. Um, don't say that I could have done more. You know, be happy and fulfilled with what you've done as long as you've put forth your best effort. Now, my best effort might not be as good as yours. Yours may be 10 times better, but you know what? That's okay. And coming to accept that is okay too. And it's not the easiest thing to do either. Um, to know that, hey, you know what, I did my best. I did what I could do. And that's all you can do. Give yourself 100% of whatever you're trying to accomplish. And there you go. You know, you learn from each experience. And sometimes you learn ways you could have done better. And sometimes you learn that, hey, you know what, nah, that's really not that important to me. And I don't think I'm going to do it again. And that's okay, too. But uh, if you look at every experience as something that you can learn from, and that either you want to repeat or not, then it makes a big difference in competing with yourself versus someone else. Now, it's funny because if you are a naturally competitive person, or I should say there's kind of two types of people. There's people that are competitive with other people and people that are highly competitive with themselves. And sometimes they get blamed for being competitive in general. And I'm talking about the people who are really competitive with themselves. And I know I'm definitely one of those people um, because I'm not really competitive with the other person because I know that, you know, their strengths, weaknesses, whatever, are completely different than mine. And so are their circumstances. And likewise, so are their goals. Their goals and history are different than mine. So I don't 
compare myself to other people or try to see if I can be better than somebody else. I just look at myself and say, well, can I do a better job of whatever I've done? And like I said, a lot of times there's two different people, one that they're competitive with the other person and the other one they're competitive with themselves. And you know what? The one that's competitive with themselves is a lot more harsh on themselves. And, and, and that can be the most detrimental thing. So that's what we're going to talk about in motivation is, you know, how to get rid of that negativity that's bopping around inside your brain. Because you know what? That is the one thing that can hold you back more than anything else. Now, one of the first things that you can do is actually stop and remind yourself of what you're grateful for. You know, things that maybe come easily to you that don't come easily to other people. Everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses. They have their own talents. Um, you know, I may be good at doing a squat and you may be fabulous at doing a lunge. You know, and I may not have the same flexibility as you do. And, you know, that we can go on and on. But, you know, what you have to be grateful for what you can do rather than focusing on what you cannot do. And when you do that, you realize that, you know what, the stress, the challenges, all these things that cause you negativity and, and worry uh, are not quite as bad. And when you constantly remind yourself that, you know what, these are the things in my life that are good. And you could certainly look at a million things that are going wrong. And I'm certainly one of those people that can do that. And I've got plenty of things that have gone wrong, especially this past year. But you know what? I can't do that. Yes, that went wrong. But you know what? This went right. And this is okay. And this is all right. And, you know, taking a little bit of time, maybe even just a minute a day to say, you know what? Let me stop and appreciate the good things. You know, look at the glass being half full. And that alone can make a huge difference in how you feel about yourself and how you feel about everything around you. And of course, that in and of itself is motivating because you know what, when you feel good about yourself, it's easier to do things that help yourself. It's the old like attracts like. So when you're thinking one way and your body is going to follow because you know what, they work together and that, that subconscious mind is very strong. And speaking of your subconscious mind, that's where the second part of what we're going to talk about for motivation comes into play. And that is what they call automatic negative thoughts. And some people call them ants. And they, they say you need to squash your ants. But um, whatever you want to call them, automatic negative thoughts are those bad thoughts that pop into your head as soon as you hear something. Like when somebody says, hey, um, I'd like to talk to you. And automatically you think, ooh, something bad. Or you think that there's a new class instructor and, oh gosh, it's obviously going to be harder. And that's not necessarily true. Um, sometimes people are just different in how they teach and it's not necessarily harder or easier. But the point is basically that we all have these automatic negative thoughts. And unfortunately, they get deep-rooted into your subconscious mind because you repeat them. You don't even realize it and you have these reactions to different words, phrases, events. So the first thing, of course, is recognizing that you're doing it. So next time something happens and you automatically go to a negative thought, stop yourself and say, wait a minute, that's one of those automatic negative thoughts, one of those ants that I need to squash, and let me change it. And let me go with an open mind and say, this could be a very good thing. I always say that recognition is half the battle. So if you can recognize the thoughts that are happening or you can recognize your actions, you can fix them. 
you can start to create some new habits by making subtle changes, and that's what's going to put you on the path to success. Now, this thought process goes along with an episode I did on the Strong and Powerful YouTube channel. It's about the good luck, bad luck, who knows? And I may have told you about that in another podcast, and if not, well, you can go watch that and hear about the story and what it means. But it's the same concept of, you know what, you just never really know until you do something or until something happens. And I know these automatic negative thoughts can be a bad habit to break, but it's definitely worth working on because it'll give you a lot more clarity and definitely a lot more sanity in your life too. Now, if you need more help in recognizing these types of things, the Mindset Makeover book that I wrote, it's available on my website and on this podcast channel too goes into great detail on how to change those habits and how all of these thoughts have to do with the way you are right now as far as weight loss and getting in shape and some of the frustrations that you might have. So if you need some extra help, go ahead and pick that one up. Um, It's definitely going to give you some good pointers and worksheets and things to really make you think and uncover some of those things that are holding you back from your ideal body. So just a few reminders from the beginning of this episode, go check out quickfitclub.com. Got new workouts there, got everything all set up. Also check out Fitness Makeover for some of the new programs there, the quick start for weight loss, the power makeovers, all that kind of stuff as well. And of course, strongandpowerful.com. Still in its infancy stages as far as content and articles, but I want it eventually to have a roadmap to success dealing with bullies and negative thoughts and all the things that we pretty much talk about in this motivation section. I'm always open to your suggestions, your comments, your feedback on any of the websites, on the podcast, on topics that you want to hear, anything like that. So, you know, you can always leave it in the comments or send me an email. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found some information and tidbits that can help you get your best body ever. Remember to like, comment, share, and most importantly, take some of the steps that you need to take to get the body you want and keep it.